Welcome Welcome. to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the radio. Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. We're going to have Daniel Turner on with us here in just a few minutes. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer, and i got a few things to say before we bring him on. Let's, let's do that. For such a time as this, most precious Heavenly Father, we come before you. As a body of believers across this great land, many denominations It doesn't matter what church we go to. Father, we are your children. And Father, today in Missouri and a few other states, there's a primary going on. I just pray for calm in those states. And I pray for your guidance in the hearts of the people. That's all we can ask for. But Father, we just ask for your wisdom. We thank you for your grace and your love and your mercy. Father, give us the courage to step up where we, each one, need to step up. Not for politics, but for you. For what is right, what is righteous in this world. And to start protecting human life. Human lives. Start protecting our own nation that we might glorify you, not ourselves. It is for such time as this, I do believe you have placed me right here. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, Rudy informed me, you know, I started a diet again yesterday, and he informed me today is National Ice Cream Sandwich Day. Well, those were my favorite. But I didn't get one very often because they cost, I don't know, a nickel more or a dime more than... uh, the ice, the popsicles that uh, the ice cream man was uh, selling whenever he came around, rang his little bell in the little community there where I lived in Raytown, Missouri. But I guess I won't get one today either. <laughs> and I wouldn't be a good Missourian if I didn't encourage you all right now to get out and vote today. Now I haven't voted yet. I will later this afternoon. My husband and I will go vote. And it isn't too late to do your research. You know, I had lots of friends asking me in the last 48 hours who I thought they should vote for. Well, all I can do is give you my opinion. And, you know, my opinion could be flawed. (laughs) There's no doubt about it. But I'm voting against the status quo in this primary, which isn't really new for me. But I'm ignoring the half-hearted endorsement of Donald Trump for Eric. Now, I would never, and I did not ever, vote for Eric Greitens. Something just always felt wrong. But Steve Bannon and Kimberly Gofoil, they are supporting him. He lacks integrity and he cannot be trusted. That is just my opinion. Scandals follow this guy because he isn't honest. Eric Schmidt was my choice until after my interview last uh, July the 20th with Dr. Frank, who was an investigator with uh, Mike Lindell on the 2020 fraud elec- election frauds. He shared with me that when he told Missouri Egg 
uh, Attorney General Eric Schmidt about their voter fraud in Missouri, which was only about a 10%, but that's still 10%, <laughs> that Schmidt chose to ignore it. Not enough to bother with, I guess. Or maybe he just couldn't get enough attention, you know, as the attention that he's garnered from suing Biden here and there, which I'm not totally opposed to, but is that the America we are at now? Sue, 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 investigate, special counsel, special hearing, select committees, blah, 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 costing the American people more and more and more. I will vote today for Mark McCluskey for senator. He experienced the wrath of George Soros' prosecutor, soft on crime and deadly on those who try to defend their home. This Senate race is to fill the seat of the I'm out of here, Rhino, Roy Blunt. We do not want another career politician or Rhino in a Senate seat. And I will cast my vote for McCluskey. And Dustin Hill, he's another one that's an outsider for U.S. Representative in the 3rd District. He is running against another Rhino, Blaine Lukemeyer, career politician. And Scott Rydell, to retire uh, career politician Mike Bernsketter. That's my intention for the State Senator District 6. May I remind each of one of you that you are not throwing your vote away just because you choose an outsider from the party of status quo. This is exactly why you vote. It belongs to you, not to a party. And we have lots of stuff going on in the energy realm, and we do have Daniel with us today. And, Daniel, how are you doing today? Oh, Beth and I'm doing well, and thank you so much for having me on your program. Oh, you're more than welcome. We're always glad to have you here. I have an article, and I'm sure you've got stuff on your heart that you want to talk about. I have an article here from American Greatness. He's talking about the 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 C-suites in the media and what, with the energy and the lack of balance. <laughs> you know, we need a balance in our energy realm, but there isn't a balance when the media comes to it. And what we're being told, and of course you heard what Al Gore said, that anybody who's a non-believer of climate change is no better than the 400 cops in Valde, in Texas, that that didn't defend those poor children. I took a little offense to that, but uh, that's just Oh, me. you think? <laughs> <laughs> because I think 400 cops with or without armor and uh, guns could have stormed in there. Somebody might have got shot, but they could have taken that guy down. 400 people. And, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, of course, I don't listen to Al Gore, but some people do, which always is a curious thing to me. Yeah, and always beware of a prophet who turns a prophet. And Al Gore has made himself close to a billionaire oh, uh, peddling the, 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 the climate. Uh, and, and look, don't get me wrong. I, I don't begrudge anyone their money. I begrudge the way they earn it. Um, but, but it's always amazed me that these folks are so uh, clues to their own lifestyle. Their own, again, following philosophy. If Al Gore's philosophy is we need to reduce, we need to consume less, we need to use less fossil fuels, well, it's been well documented. Al Gore has one of the largest private homes in the state of Tennessee and uses more than 14 times the average household's electricity. And that's because Al Gore is rich and he has pools and salons and, and bowling alleys and all those fun things, which I don't begrudge him. But, but you want the rest of us to consume less, to use less because it's a crisis. But you won't do it, right? In your, in your 
sad bachelor pad house where you drink Chardonnay <laughs> and hope someone will knock on the door. Right? You don't consume less, but you want the rest of us too, and that will always make you my enemy. Right? We have to be afraid of those people. It's no different than the, than the politicians who say we want to, you know, fight hard for teachers' unions and for schools. But I send my kids to private school. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> well, and 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 yeah, the private jets. But he made a comment. I mean, he explained that all to us, Daniel. That he has to do that. He does. He does. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. What else is going on? Oh well, I have a fun announcement. If anyone will be in in CPAC on uh, this yes. weekend, but I am one of the speakers there, which will be awesome. very exciting. Yes. I won't be there, but I bet I can watch it. So I, I think <laughs> you can. I believe I am on around uh, ten o'clock in the morning on Friday, and obviously we're talking about uh, healthcare oh. policy. No, we're, we're joking. We're talking about energy. <laughs> and uh, and and we will hopefully talk about and have a good conversation about how we get back to where we were because it was not so long ago, right? We can talk about the ice cream sandwiches we ate as a kid, and even for <laughs> me, that's going on 40 years ago when I was eating ice cream sandwiches as a kid. But 2019 was a lot sooner than that, and we remember the good old days of energy independence. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we do. Uh, 10 a.m., is that Central Time or is that Eastern Time? Probably Dallas Time. Probably Dallas Time. Okay, that'd be Central Time. Oh, Can you give a shout-out? Because that's when I'm going to be on the air. All right, we're yes, going to try and we'll try and see if we can't uh, catch you on the backflip. Maybe we can record it or something. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Daniel Turner. He's going to be a CPAC scar. I'm so proud of you, and we'll be right back. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. And while the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, 
those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing. The only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America, Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. We have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Daniel Turner, a power of the future. He's a sponsor of the show. And um, go visit his website, powerthefuture.com, and he's got lots of information there you can glean from that, and even some of the videos of when he's been on some of the the uh, uh, networks and talked about power of the future and talked about our economy and our industry. And it's it's under attack, and rural America is under attack. Just I, mean, I know you know that, Daniel. That's why you do what you do. And... Um, this article that I was go ahead. No, 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 I'm listening to you and well, I this article, what you're saying, so this thank article you for from American us. the article from American Greatness was by Selena Zito. And, Yo, wonderful uh, journalist. Yeah, it says that the American energy industry has a great story to tell. It is a job creator, it stabilizes communities, and it is a, a secure source of energy for the country. And that's just the, the beginning of the article. And it, it goes in, it talks about a, uh, uh, Pennsylvania. And a gentleman there that works for the industry in Pennsylvania, from Pennsylvania, in a little community there, and the jobs that it helps, and all the things that it ta- he, in the article, he tells about how, how these, um, how far we've come in this nation with clean energy. And see, that just gets thrown aside. He says there's no balance. Uh, or she says there's no balance. And um, that's right. I mean, all we have is fear. We need more balance and less fear is what she says in this article. And uh, I think you deal with that every single day, don't you? Absolutely. And and one of the things that bothers me um, in general and in, in our political discourse um is that we often let our enemies, and I mean us being the right, the conservatives, uh, the Christians, we often let our enemies define the terms of all of our battles. And mm-hmm. so we have debates on whether or not, you know, that, that whether or not it's, it, it, the health care choice is enshrined in the Constitution, whether or not, and we never roll back and say, well, what can we, what do you mean by that phrase? Well, let's, let's be very clear of the language that we're using. Imprecision of language is a very crafty tool 
of of the left. And when it comes to the energy debate, we're always talking about um, what is clean and is it sustainable? And we never take a step back and say, what, what do you mean by the term clean? Right. You've determined that we all agree that coal is dirty, but solar panels are clean. And that's the, the, <laughs> the debate we fight. We fight on their field. And if we're always going to fight on their field with their language and their terms, we're always going to lose. And so I don't ever like to say, you know, you know, well, well, that's a good technology or that's a clean technology or that's a sustainable technology, because all of those phrases, the left made up. And I am not going to battle the left on their turf with their rules and their language because I'm guaranteed to lose. I, mean, I think you're absolutely right. We let them push us in a corner and then we have to defend something that's stupid. I mean, you know, you just can't do it. And they don't tell the truth about things. So they just kind of skim over it and then you have to debate something on the surface like what you just said, whether it's constitutional or not. Where do they even come up with this? But I have a question that that a Rudy had, he read something, and so he did a little bit of investigation, and this is something they're not telling us. Solar panels, they are not efficient in extreme heat. So like right now in Missouri, we're having 100-degree weather. The sun is beating down hard. What does that do to those solar panels? Yeah, they produce more electricity than ever before. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the story I heard, but did yeah, I hear it correctly? <laughs> Rudy made a great observation, and I'm glad, <laughs> however, he found that, that someone else is talking about it. Because, yes, in extreme heat, um, they, they actually lose efficiency because it, it's too hot for them to function. It's the same with an extreme wind. The wind turbines don't work either. Uh, that is not bad. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just a fact. And, and, and we need to talk about these facts. So yes, that's a great observation. Thank goodness someone else is out there talking about it. But isn't that part of the balance that we're, that she's discussing here, Selena Zito? Isn't that part of the balance that we're not being, we're not being, that's not being shared with us? It's just that these are so much cleaner, so much better, so much cleaner, but they're not more efficient when you need them. When you need it in the heat, it's not more efficient. No, exactly. And these are, I, I say this over and over again, and I'll probably mention it this week, and I, I mentioned it uh, last week when I was in Santa Fe. I was at an oil and gas conference uh, as a speaker as well, um, and it's a quote by the great Thomas Sowell, and I repeat it often mm, because I think awesome. it's very important. And Thomas Sowell says that there are no solutions, there are just trade-offs. Right, so they, they, we are posited with this idea that we have to solve the, the the climate crisis, and the only way to solve it or to fix it is to use wind and solar. But that's not a solution. Well, a there's not a problem to begin with. But yeah, I'll, I'll entertain your little games. Let's say there is a problem. Your solution isn't a solution. It's just a trade-off. It presents a whole new host of problems, a whole new host of issues and challenges, and the American people need to decide if that one is a better than the status quo. They tell us the status quo is fossil fuels and fossil fuels are dirty and they're killing the planet. So we need to use wind and solar, which use more fossil fuels in their creation. And then when they're actually operational, they're not really operational all the time, right? Wind, wind and solar can't operate all the time just by the very nature of nature. The solar panels only work half the day, like Democrats, right? They only work half the day because it's nighttime, <laughs> So, of course, at night, 
they, they can't work. So anything that works half the time is not very efficient because you paid for it all the time, right? So, so how, how good of a, of a product could it be if it, by its very nature, can only work? And I'm being generous with half because there's a lot of months of the year that we only get uh, sunshine for a few hours a day. And then there's a lot of days that there's no sunshine at all. And then there are days like today that there's so much sun they don't even work. So maybe they really only work about 42% of the time. That's a trade-off. And if you want to say the American people need to accept that trade-off as opposed to coal or natural gas or nuclear, which work all the time, I don't think the American people would take that trade-off. But they don't know that that's the trade-off that's being forced upon them. They are told these things are great. They're told by people like Pete Buttigieg and Kamala Harris, the, the wind is free, the sun is free, and therefore these things will ultimately be, quote-unquote, free. But you and I both know, Beth Ann, when, when a Democrat member of government says something is free, hold on to your wallet. You know, uh, yeah, there's nothing free. We know that. It's kind of like you get what you pay for, right? You get what you pay Yeah. <laughs> Rudy had to exactly. chime in there. You know, I was going to quote Buttigieg because that sometimes – they just let it out of the bag. They don't intentionally mean to, but they just let it out of the bag. And the truth is they're not looking for solutions. He said, we're not looking for a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Well, wouldn't a permanent solution keep that temporary problem from ever happening again? But yeah, they're not looking exactly. for that. And that was no. with the uh, you know other issues that he had that have failed <laughs> it is. And, and and you know the older i get and and I, I age is fascinating because it's got its down parts and it's and it's up parts and the down parts are obviously the physical and boy do you get tired a lot easier as, as i hit, <laughs> as i get real close to my 50th um but one of the amazing things is the perspective that it gives you and what you were just saying beth ann for anyone of a certain age of your wonderful listeners think of how many issues that politicians like pete Buttigieg have been running on for 30, 40, 50, 60 years. Do they ever really want to fix them or do they want to run on fixing them? Exactly. We we talk about education. We talk about roads. We talk about all the time. There was once in history a person who, who tried to fix things, but they had to get rid of them because everyone wanted the status quo, left and right, Democrats and Republicans. They don't want to fix the problem with China. They want to run on fixing the problem China because they're all getting rich off of China. They don't care if manufacturing moves to China. They don't want to fix energy independence. Since since Nixon, we talked about being energy independent. A man from Texas was government was president for eight years. He couldn't make us energy independent. And then we finally achieved it. And they were like, nope, we don't want this. We want to talk about it, but we don't want to actually do it. And he was the evil guy. He was the evil man. And, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. They don't want to fix anything. And Charlie Reese, I don't know if you ever read his article, and uh, it, but he talks about the 300 and some million versus uh, the 356 or 435 up there in D.C. counting the Supreme, He was counting the Supreme Court with him and everything. That these politicians create problems so that they can run to fix them, but they never yep. have any intention of fixing them. And I just thought he was, he said exactly what you said. And it was just, that's exactly where we are. And and here today, I know Arizona and I know Missouri are having primaries. 
You need to think about that when you go to the poll. Is this guy that's been there forever, has he tried to fix anything or is he just running, telling you he's going to fix it? <laughs> it's amazing. I hear the music. We're headed into a break. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Daniel Turner of Power of the Future. We're bringing America home. And we'll be right back. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Daniel Turner, Power of the Future. Daniel, you know, I remember when you and I first met, <laughs> not physically, but online and uh, on the air. And you were a little worried about rural America accepting you because you said you was from New York. And I told you, <laughs> I told you, I said, they may be tough to win over, but once you've got them, they are loyal to you. And I'm going to tell you right now, my listeners love you. They just oh. absolutely do. And I want you to Thank know you. that. And we, I think, like you, you, you said what age you were about to turn. I've got a son about to do that too, which tells my age. And, uh, you know, but it's just another adventure in life. It's just another step. Don't ever look, don't ever look bad at it. You made it that far. Look at it that way. But I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to tell you when we go back in time, and I have done this before thinking about climate change, thinking about all the things we've been told. Well, I was going around Twitter and I had not seen this one before. Now I like Paul Harvey and I like to talk, I like to, uh, transcribe. You never can find his scripts. You have to transcribe them, which takes me a little while. Rudy was trying to do it this morning, but we just ran out of time. But back in 1992, Paul Harvey was warning us about the hoax of climate change. He was warning us. And he said, at the end of it, he says, shame on those who are profiting from this fake crisis. He was talking about the hole in the ozone, which I remember those days, the hole in the ozone, and you had to stop using certain deodorants and hairsprays, and, and it just goes on and on, and then it went to, you know, well, you know where it all went, and now here we are, the world is going to end, and, uh, they don't talk about the hole in the ozone anymore. <laughs> They just kind of put that to the side and just, you know, we're not going to talk about that one anymore. We're going to bring something else up to the forefront. So this has been around. Yeah. And they just keep fear-mongering. Yeah, and I wonder if they would say, well, we fixed the hole in the ozone or if they just got <laughs> bored with it and moved on to something else. Or they found uh, out there's was... supposed to be one there. <laughs> Yeah, that was all through my my high school years, which was the end of the 80s and 91, 92. That's what we talked about. And mm-hmm. and, and we stopped using aerosols. Well, I, we're still using aerosols, but I guess they'll tell you that it, it wasn't working. It wasn't catching on. But I remember activists. Oh, boy. Even back then, there were pain in the <laughs> rear kids who were telling me what to do. Activist kids saying, stop using spray deodorant. You deodorant, have to use a yeah. on because we're all going to d- stop using hairspray. Imagine telling girls in the 80s to stop using hairspray. Yeah, with the big stop hair. Using- yeah, that was. Yep. Well, they did come out with the, the uh, pump hairspray. But they yes. put a little too much on. I don't like hairspray anyway, but they put a little too much on your hair. And, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> then they came out with the big hair hairspray, which is definitely aerosol. Uh, but, yeah, they, they told you not. I remember, go back even farther, 
uh, and it, it really not a climate change, but it's an environmental thing, where they decided you shouldn't use any toilet paper that had any kind of a color on it. <laughs> Yes. So all the colored floral toilet paper is gone. You got embossed flowers on it now and this and that. But I mean, it goes on and on and on. And I'm not opposed to to changing and, and doing better with what we do. I think we have been, but we don't get credit for that. They never talk about how far we have come from where we were. The coal industry was dirty at one time. It is clean now, but they don't talk about that. No. Exactly. Well, I'm, I'm in the middle of writing um, another op-ed. I write uh, often op-eds. I have one in the New York Post today, which I'm very excited about. Oh, yeah, um, I'm going to find that. Oh, thank you. Well, I tweeted it out and put it on social platforms. But but the next one I want to talk about, which is about the crises in general as from a mm-hmm. political perspective, and one of the rules of uh, – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like um, um, the rules for radicals. What was his name? I'm going to come up with my Sal own – Salalinsky. Saul Alinsky, thank you. My own rules of, of crises. And one of the most important rules is that you can never win. Right? You can never declare victory. You have to keep people engaged, as, as Hillary Clinton wrote in her college thesis, and all that matters is the fight. Right? Or all we have is the fight. The fight is what's, what's the purpose here. And if we were to declare a victory against the climate, well, all these people would never, would never win. Just like we've never declared a victory against COVID. Right? We were told. Once we get all get these vaccines, we're going to beat this virus. How often did Joe Biden say, I'm not going to crush the economy. I'm going to crush the virus. I'm not going to break America. I'm going to break the Right Here we are. He's back in COVID, always COVID, everyone COVID. We're talking about the new COVID variant called the midterm variant. <laughs> Does he really have COVID or they just need him isolated? <laughs> I think they just want to get rid of him for a few days. Uh, no, so just don't let him talk. Positive. But you can never declare victory. And the other one, which I know is a little sensitive, but I, I feel like I have to bring it in. We've never declared a victory in the war on terror. It was just yesterday we, mm. we, we killed this, 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 this terror mastermind in Afghanistan and everyone said, you know, this is great. This guy was one of the, the, the plotters of, of January of, of 9-11 and he's been brought to justice. And uh, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. But did it really take us 21 years to hunt this guy? 21 years? For, for one of the masterminds of 9-11, how serious did we take this war if it took us 21 years, if the guy's wow. hiding in plain sight? And we've never declared a war in the, in, in, in the war on terror. Ask anyone who, who's been on a plane. We're still well, taking off our shoes. We're still taking off our belt. Are we ever <laughs> going to board a plane again normally? No, because once you declare victory, you give up your power, and it's all about power. That is such a great point. You know, I need to, I need to talk to you about uh, a series that I'm doing called Existential Crisis, and I'm kind of trying to follow in, in uh, Thomas Paine's a little bit in his way, but not exactly. I'm no Thomas Paine. But when you said you're writing one called The Crisis, that's what I need. So I need to have you put a little chapter in my Existential Crisis. I'm up to about... I've got four completed. I'm working on five and six now chapters, and I was going to do one on climate crisis, so I might just lean on you for that. I'm trying to write a book. You know, everybody writes a book, and they get their name out there. I'm trying to write a book. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. It's necessary. Maybe. Go ahead. I'm but sorry. You do a great do service with, with your radio show, which is essential, and, and with your writing. And 
Uh, and it's what it's what Thomas Paine it's 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 what what he did right it's 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 what Ben Franklin did it's what mm. it's part of part of our 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 necessary work involves sharing the big ideas and, and the know, more ideas out there the better but that's why the big tech people want to limit how much reach your ideas have because ideas the wrong ideas scare the bejesus out of them did you know uh did I hear correctly uh that was like on Friday I think I saw it that um, Twitter has completely banned Epic Times. Yes. yes. Isn't that crazy? Twitter is that has, telling has, or what? It is. And Epic Times, in case your audience doesn't know, Epic Times is a um, pro-citizens of China, not pro-communist China. Uh, right? They they hold that belief that there is a great country called China, and it is being occupied right now by by a communist yes. regime. And and this is the battle to get rid of these people and take chai. and and it's it's a glorious effort. God love them. I mean, I'm sure there were patriotic Germans at, during occupation. I'm sure there were patriotic Russians during occupation. You could argue Russia's maybe still being occupied, but China is a five thousand, six thousand year old culture, and I'm sure there are a number of proud Chinese who are just devastated at what they see every day and who engages with the American government and who gets back deals with Hunter Biden and who at their expense and at, at the cost of their lives, their dignity, Epic Times. So it's an American-ish publication and British, I believe it's a joint, yes. but it really is a publication of, of Chinese uh, free people. It, well, and of came, course, Twitter yeah, shut them down. It came out of uh, persecution and uh, and it rose up and uh, that um, they are they are very trustworthy. Like anything else, you want to kind of research, but they are a good and a, they have a weekly paper, my friends, and you need to sign up for it. It can come right to your mailbox. You don't have to worry about Twitter planning them. <laughs> You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. Well, we gave a plug for them, didn't we? I need to tell them that. <laughs> You're listening to CSC Talk Radio with um, Daniel Turner of Power of the Future, and we'll be right back. Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's Vine to Bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R dot com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are offering a BOGO extravaganza on multiple MyPillow products. Now's the time to join the millions of Americans who have changed the quality of their sleep with MyPillow. 
Right now, take advantage of Mike's buy one, get one free pricing on MyPillow's bed sheets, Giza Elegance MyPillows, six-piece towel set, and roll-and-go anywhere MyPillows, and so much more. Just go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and use promo code BETHANN or call 1-800-978-6168. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on select products. You will also receive Mike's book absolutely free with any purchase. Call 1-800-978-6168 or go to the radio listener special page at MyPillow.com. Promo code BETHANN. Don't miss Abby Johnson as she delivers a message of life in Springfield, Missouri for Vitae Foundation's annual pro-life event on Friday, August 26 at the White River Conference Center in Springfield, Missouri. Abby is the author of the national best-selling book and movie adaptation, Unplanned, which tells the story of her powerful conversion from abortion clinic director to an outspoken pro-life advocate. Abby believes in the work of Vitae Foundation as they utilize digital marketing strategies to connect abortion-determined women with life-saving resources at local pregnancy help centers. Reserve your seat today by going to adsforlife.org. Again, that's Abby Johnson on August 26th in Springfield, Missouri. Before this event sells out, register today at adsforlife.org. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing. The only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America, Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe, and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Daniel Turner of Power of the Future. He is a sponsor of the show, PowerTheFuture.com. We are fighting for rural America here. Um, I was watching some of the news as it was coming in this morning, and, and our uh, Speaker of the House made it to Taiwan. She is there and uh, safe and sound. I didn't think uh, China was really going to do anything because they got them in their pocket anyway, so I don't know yeah. it, it would matter. You know, you know, It's not going to help them to blow anybody up, so... Um, these are some weird times we're living in. Just, I mean, it's just bizarre. And, uh, it's a distraction from the reality of what's being said, just like the lunacy that they'll, they'll tell us about climate change or the environment and all this and that, you know, and then ruining the jobs and communities. And that's what happens when they remove these jobs, the communities die. Yeah. And you see that every day, don't you? 
Absolutely. Um, and this is one of the things I was talking about at this, this conference I was lucky enough to speak at in Santa Fe, New Mexico, which is a, a, a huge oil and gas and coal state. It, it's what powers their economy. Um, but they elect, or maybe they don't elect, but are elected leaders who don't represent the views of their constituents. And they start passing policies and initiatives. And I, I was talking to folks, you know, from small little towns, right? And, and that's what makes America great are these wonderful little small towns and uh, small town where you can win the mayor's race for very little money, especially if you're someone like George Soros or Michael Bloomberg, uh, uh, right? If you want to be the, the, the mayor of, of Artesian, New Mexico, you could probably do it with $50,000 $50, and you hire, you know, door knockers and ads and probably a couple bucks here and there to stuff the ballot box. And the next thing you know, you're the mayor of Artesian, New Mexico. And suddenly you say, well, look, I think we need to take a pause on, on, on oil and gas. I think we need to look at alternatives. And the people scratch their head and say, where the heck did this guy come from? Who elected him? Ah, you didn't elect him. George Soros elected him. Look at the prosecutors in all these major cities that the people who live there, folks like my parents who have been in New York, their families have been in New York almost since the revolution. They are as New York as it gets. And they look and they say, who's our district attorney? Why is this person allowing our city to be turned into a, a criminal hellhole? It's like, oh, oh, it's just terrible. We didn't elect him. Yeah, George Soros elected him. And, and the people of New York, they don't have a say in how their city runs. Other people decide. And that's what happens with rural America. George Soros and Michael Bloomberg and Tom Steyer decide whether or not you can drill or frack or, or mine coal or work on a pipeline. And rural America is constantly getting pushed around. It's happening to our farmers nonstop. Um, they don't have a say anymore because the money is what's deciding these things, and, and that's that has to come to an end. You know, we knew, I kind of figured he was, Mansion caved. I don't know what they promised him. I don't know what deal they gave him. Somebody suggested maybe they're going to promote him for president of the United States. What's cinema going to do? Do you have any clue? They, I mean, they cave. I, I, what are they going to do? Yeah, I don't know. My, 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 I'm hoping right now that, that the Democrats are unable to um, not overreach. And so it is my sincere hope that they got this terrible piece of legislation through. Um, they, they, they promised Joe Manchin a, uh, the Mountain Valley Pipeline. Right then and there, it tells everybody, and this should be the leading story in the news, mm. it tells everybody that pipelines, our critical infrastructure, is being stopped for political purposes because they stopped it, but now they're letting it happen. Why? Because Joe Manchin will vote the way we want, which means what about the people who's not just the jobs on the pipeline, but what is that pipeline bringing? Chocolate? Right. I mean, it's bringing literally life-saving fossil fuels to power homes, power businesses, power factories. Um, but we stopped it. Right. Democrats can proudly look at that and say we stopped that pipeline from being built until we got our way. So what will they not stop until they get your way? Why not medicine? Right. Why? Why not? Why not oxygen? I don't know. what. Why not food? So so they bought off mansion with the, the Mountain Valley Pipeline. Again, shows everything you need to know about our American political system. Um, I'm, I'm hoping, though, that when it goes to the House, they are incapable of not stuffing it with so much nonsense that by the time it's done, 
they will not have the votes in the Senate because Manchin will say, look, I voted for this bill, but now it's this bill plus $500 billion worth of pork. And, and that's, that's what I'm hoping will happen. Yeah. Well, we're just, it wouldn't be unusual for them. They like to do that all the time. And, uh, but we knew they promised him something. We didn't know what they had promised him. So that, thank you for making that clear. And I don't know what they're going to do with cinema, but, or what she's going to, if she'll cave or if she'll stand or, or if they'll make her a promise and she'll cave. You know, it's just, yeah. um, it's amazing to me this game they play and the American people don't have any way of knowing. You figured that out because this is what you do every single day. And I thank you for letting us know that that's what they did. It's just so telling. It is just so telling that this is not a crisis. This is about control. No. Power. It is. And, and, and we, we saw them do this during COVID with, with schools, right? When, once Randy Weingarten, the, the head of the teachers unions, once she decided what she wanted, politicians just cave. And you say, well, what about the children? Well, it's not really about the children. It's about what we want. And, mm-hmm. and the children are just your useless little pawns in our much larger games. And the fact that our kids, who already, compared to the rest of the world, were very far behind. I mean, not to knock America or its children, but we are the least educated of the developed countries. And uh, spend the most. And and spend the most. But now they're even two years beyond that. And that's devastating. And why? Because politics wanted things happened. They wanted... They wanted certain things done, and they didn't care if your kids don't learn how to read or write or do math. They don't care about any of that. They care about what they want done. We don't care about this pipeline. If you get hot water this winter or if you have heat, I don't care about that. I want certain things done. Um, we've broken our system. When people say the system is broken, I don't like the 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 uh, the the infl- uh, the uh, reflect the oh in transit in tra- uh, verb. The transitive yeah. verb, it, it, it's not, or the passive verb, it's not, was not broken. We broke it, right? We broke it with the 17th Amendment when we you made betcha. a popular election of the Senate. You betcha. Right? We, if we could go back to the way it's supposed to work. Imagine right now if your wonderful Senate race in Missouri was not happening, but the governor had just appointed who he wanted his representatives to be in Washington, D.C., how much mm. better Missouri would be rather than playing these silly political games we play every election cycle. It, it is um, absolutely crazy what's going on. I hear the music. We're out of time. Daniel, good luck at CPAC. Break a leg. Represent Thank you. Us well. Hey, if you can give us a wink or something, you know, like Carol Burnett, you know, let us know that CSC Talk Radio is on your mind. <laughs> absolutely. I All right. Give best. us a little Thank twitch so or something. Thank you. God on. bless you. And uh Hang in there, and thank you so much for what you do. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We've been visiting with Daniel Turner of Power of the Future. He's a sponsor of the show. Go to his website, powerofthefuture.com, or go to my website, csctalkradio.com, and click on the lightning bolt for Power of the Future. And we'll all work together to bring America home.